You're listening to the Heather Duplessis Allen Drive podcast from News Talk ZB. And with us on the huddle, we've got Ali Jones and Phil O'Reilly. Uh, Ali is, of course, with uh, Red PR, and uh, Phil O'Reilly is with Iron Duke Partners, a former CEO of Business New Zealand. Hello, you two. G'day. Phil, on Mecca Whaiteri, is there a stitch up here, do you think, to keep Mecca Whaiteri in Parliament? I, think, I, I, don't, I don't think they're that competent. I think it's just a, a, I think it's just a, a, a mistake. I think it's uh, incompetence. And, and as a result, they've looked self-absorbed. They've looked incompetent. They've looked as though they're trying to keep secrets. And actually, I just think they just don't know what they're doing. So uh, incompetence from whom? The Speaker and, and from the government as well. The, you know, the Labour Party not saying, sorry, she's in or she's out. And these guys passed the Walker jumping legislation there. They've had the last three years to remove it if they don't like it. And noticing it kind of doesn't apply, but we won't tell you why. I mean, that all just sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But as I say, I don't think it's a sit up because I don't think that would, that would demonstrate more competence than I think they've had for this whole episode. I just think it's incompetence and they look stupid and self-absorbed as a result. Yeah, Ali, what do you make of it? I mean, because you're, you're a step removed from, you know, what's going mm. on in politics. It's just kind of a normal punter looking at it. Do you care? Uh, yeah, I do. And I am a little closer to it because we have a very strong Labour contingent around the uh, uh, council table here in Christchurch and I'm on a community board here. So I do see the caucusing and the working together and the strategising. I don't agree with Phil. I think that there was some miscommunication, but I do think that this has been planned and worked out together. What I'm amazed at is how on earth the Speaker can come out and say, and I heard him on the news just before, I'm sure members of the House would not not want me to repeat things that members tell me that would be highly inappropriate. I beg you pardon. Sounds like a threat. Eh? Part of the well, it's a demo, part of the democratic process. Is he saying that he makes a decision on what's you know a matter of public interest, and he's going to censor what he's? Yeah, you know, it's it's just beyond me. I find it quite incredible. Phil, Phil, I can hear you want to say something. Well, actually, I, well, I agree with Ellie on that. In other words, this is a matter of constitutional importance. It's not like. Some MP coming along and saying, look, I've got a bit of a problem with my office or can you help me with something or other. It's not like it's the confessional or something. This is, this is a constitutional matter with an MP sitting in the parliament who, who probably shouldn't be there. So you know, the public should just know what was said and why the speakers come up with this decision. And then everybody would be OK one way or the other. It's the secrecy that's, that's making, it look, making them all look really stupid. Can I just ask one thing too? How the hell is someone able to be considered independent? I mean, he's a, the Speaker's a Labour Party MP, right? This is an important decision being made by a member of the Labour Party about a Labour Party issue. I just find that uh, gobsmacking. Well, well, I mean, this is how it tends to work, Ali, but you have to believe that the Speaker is completely neutral and is Parliament's man, not Labour's man. And I think I'm, I'm, I think that that is probably stretching it a little bit for us this time around. Certainly has been stretched. Absolutely, with it is. You've you've hit the nail on the head. I think if they if they if they behaved in a way that suggested that, I'd say yes, yes indeed. But this doesn't look like that. Well, see, the the mana of the office has been reduced by by um, Trevor Mallard, and now probably being dented by this a wee bit. <laughs> Phil, have you been surprised? I tell you what surprised me today. Right, yesterday I just assumed it was war between Labour and the Greens. I've been surprised at how they are deliberately avoiding criticising each other. They are playing nice. Aren't they? Well, of course, they've got their own internal squabbles going on. You've got the Greens having a good old go at each other around listings. And oh, sorry, did I say the Greens? I, I sorry, yeah, I, mean, I mean the Maori Party mm. in Labour. Mm. Sorry, absolutely. Well, that's because, of course, of the politics of the Maori Caucus, where you know there's an awful lot of familial uh, and and very close personal friendship going on there. They know Labour knows, I suspect, that the Maori Party, the Party Maori, will have a presence probably in the parliament post the election, and they may well need them. It's likely that they'll need them if they want to remain in government. 
Uh, and of course, it's all of that, all of that kind of political necessity playing yeah. out all the ugliness of it. But that's the way it is. On the speaker, I do have faith in the speaker. I think he is a good man. I think he is independent. But your point is the right one. He's made not to look independent when that goes on. That's the problem. And, yes. it's, uh, and it diminishes his office as a result. But, yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. That the, the other reason they're doing this, of course, is they're saying, look, nothing to see here. We'll go back to the cost of living and bread and butter issues and all the rest. Mm. But, of course, they've spent three or four days having a lovely little internal squabble amongst themselves mm. and the public's going, can we just get back to you know, what's happening with our taxes or what's happening with our petrol excise tax, please, because yeah. you guys seem to be raving on about something that's completely irrelevant. Yeah, too right. Ali, mm. listen, we've spoken heaps about what's going on in the health sector, um, especially in the lead-up to winter. What's just been announced by Aisha Verrill makes a hell of a lot of sense, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it does, except I've also heard some commentary on this today, and I still think, think and pun intended, that it's a Band-Aid exercise. I mean, the major issue here is mm. workforce stress, okay? And now, people can't get into GPs, people can't get into hospitals. This is major, and I think doing some of the stuff is tweaking around the edges, is twiddling around the edges, is not going to make any difference. We need someone with some really strong, courageous, aspirational strategy here, and I just don't see it. It is. I mean, Phil, it absolutely is trying to make the best out of a situation that's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. And I, I read the list, and I, I have a lot of time for Aisha Vera. I think she's a very good minister, actually. And look, it all sounded very sensible to me. And if it works, she should make it permanent. It should just be part of how we do things around here. And the other thing that really struck me as I look at that list, is all of those things are happening at very local level. You know, ambulance officers mm. being able to do certain things and so on. Weren't they trying to centralise? And now they're trying to localise again. And I thought, it just, I mean, she says it's part of the reason why she's doing this centralisation. Well, obviously, I think the opposite. I think centralisation is the opposite of what she's actually just announced in terms of, of community care and community leadership. And I think that's what the health system needs. So I think the whole thing calls into question the need for the reform that they're going through, although... As I say, I think what she's announced is sensible and they should make it permanent if it works over winter. Mm. Yeah, guys, thank you. It's really good to talk to the pair of you. Really appreciate your input. Micah, um, Ali Jones of Red PR and Phil O'Reilly, Iron Duke Partners and Orma, also a former CEO of Business New Zealand. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.